Welcome to the Find Your Voice, Change Your Life podcast with psychologist Dr. Doreen Downing. Listen in as Doreen interviews people who felt they didn't have a voice or who suffered extreme speaking anxiety. You'll hear stories about how they struggled to speak up, what they did to find their authentic voice, and the confidence they now feel to speak up and make an impact. If you want to get started right away to find your voice, download Doreen's free 7-step guide to fearless speaking at Doreen7steps.com. And now, here is Doreen. Hi, this is Dr. Doreen Downing. I'm a psychologist and I host this podcast, Find Your Voice, Change Your Life. What I do is invite guests who were somehow in their past might have experienced some kind of Oh, holding back of themselves because they didn't feel like they had a strong enough voice. Perhaps they it was taken away because of some event in their life or circumstance. And what's so great about the people that get to come with me on this inner journey that I, I help them explore is that they found their voice. And we get to see, well, how did they do it? How did they go from feeling like there wasn't much of a sense of self with a voice inside to now being able to speak up and speak out? And I get to invite a wonderful friend today, known uh, Kamala for many years. And so it's my my extreme pleasure (laughs) to say hello to you today, Kamala. Thank you so much, Doreen. So good to be with you. Uh-huh. Well, you sent me a bio, and it's always good to read it so that people get a sense before we launch into story. Is that okay? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Kamala Murphy has been a spiritual life coach and mentor for over 20 years, working with women worldwide to move from heartache and disappointment to living rich, full, luscious lives. Before I go on, I just want to say what a beautiful phrase, mm. luscious life. Isn't that, mm. <laughs> yeah, I, my mouth is watering, <laughs> but also, you know, just a wonderful sense of uh, abundance. So thank you. I love that luscious lives. As a young woman, she battled with herself to fit into who and how she was supposed to be her one part good Catholic girl was easy, but how to meld in the wild-hearted hippie chick inside her. We have a story coming up today, don't we? (laughs) (laughs) Having experienced the anguish of playing small, knowing she was meant for more, she knew she was to help others like herself break free from what she calls good girl prison. Sounds like the title of a book. Her it's passion. in there. <laughs> okay, good girl prison. Wow. Her passion is to empower women, especially those trained to be good girls, to change how they see themselves, to own their beauty, wisdom, heart, and chutzpah, to become the models who change the paradigm about older women feeling valued, being seen and heard, rather than the heartache of fading into the woodwork becoming invisible. She holds a master's degree in counseling and theology and is the host of the Heart and Chutzpah podcast, which I had the pleasure of being on a couple of weeks ago. So uh, 
uh, already what you wrote in the bio, there's so much um, we can lift out of that to start our conversation, but I'll just let you start wherever it feels right for you, and then we'll see where we go. Okay. Right, right away, Doreen, it's like, um, as you were reading the bio, and I've read it you know, myself a, a jillion times, but when you said luscious, I just got tingles all again. Yeah. So um, mm-hmm. that was just something that's come up. And as I'm saying that, I realized in part, knowing you for um, the years that I have, there's something about this lusciousness that I didn't have growing up. And um, I think you were one of the women who gave me a sense of, oh, you know, there's there really is that more to my life and more who I want to be. Um, so that was that was the first thing that struck struck me. But yeah, you know, because this is about finding one's voice. Um, I'll I'll start sort not at the beginning, but at about age six, I. I was late to start school. I didn't get to go to kindergarten. So I started in first grade and it was a completely new experience for me. Um, but I kind of liked share and tell or show and tell and getting up and being in front of my classmates. It just, it felt good because I was, I was being listened to. And then in um, second grade, I, I, I had the experience of a t- teacher um, telling me, please don't get up unless you have something important to say. Mm-hmm. And I um, I think I'd found a piece of tan bark that had an interesting shape or something. So it was, it was not something that was earth shaking, but it was important to me. And when she said that, it was like my heart clenched so I was like seven at the time but it it broke my heart in a way um this teacher was well well in my mind she was she could play the guitar and sing (laughs) so I thought she was like oh so such a big deal and um yeah when she said that I just it really hurt and I think I made a decision decision to just okay I won't talk because maybe I don't have anything important to say. I don't know what's important. So um, <laughs> that I carried that for a really, really, really long time. Well, thank um, you. That um, moment, I can really see it and I can feel it, that you've got something that's special to you. And I don't think that that's what people see is that what is special to us has meaning to us. And that that has some message, I'm sure, in some way. But it, oh, to there, what you said earlier about trying to fit into a mold, it feels like that was the beginning of let's mold you into saying something. And I'm putting air quotes, important. Yes. Yeah. And I, yeah, I didn't, you know, it's like, well, what is important if it's in, you know, if I think this stone is beautiful, well, maybe no one else will think it's important. (sighs) Yeah, learning that, that was such a 
what you just said. How do we learn what is important? And then we look around us and see what other people say is important. And then we have to, not we have to, but it seems like in order to get accepted and heard, we have to fit that mold. What was your, you know, you had a family. Tell me a little bit about uh, what what the molding there was. Oh, yeah. Um, Well, I'll start with my father studied to be a priest. And um, I don't know whether he was kicked out. There are varying (laughs) stories, but um, he didn't become a priest. He, they, my parents got married. My mom became an alcoholic. Um, and uh, there was a lot of, um, well, good girl, good was good girl was really important. Um, and what my father said was, was the rule. And, um, so all of us, I had a younger sister. Um, so my mom and my sister and I behaved. We, every single report card I had, I think had, she's such a pleasure to have in class. She's so quiet. <laughs> but, you know. uh-huh. um, so that was, uh-huh. and him looking good, Doreen was, uh-huh. um, that was really important to him that he be esteemed. So by having compliant children and a doting wife, you know, even if she, you know, she was drinking behind closed doors, mm-hmm. at least on the surface, we looked good. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I have a younger sister, so and I was the oldest one too. So there's something about learning to take care of and be responsible, um, yeah. probably that I would I would think that that was also true for you. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like, oh, you know better than that. You have to take care of your little sister. You know, there's a lot of take care of your little sister, take care of her and be a be a good girl. <laughs> I, I think we're gonna hear that a lot today. Be a good I know. girl. <laughs> and that's that's what I think is, you know, that the good girl prison. You gotta yeah. write that. You gotta write that. <laughs> at least, at least some article that is amazing kind of uh, capturing of what what the trap is in us being good yeah Yeah, I also had that sense of being a teacher's pet and school was a place where I found my competence you might say but still it was getting the grades and looking good and uh, getting the we call them teacher's pet because you know it's like patting on the head. yeah <laughs> good girl yeah. you know getting our gold stars on <laughs> yes on the, the uh-huh. starboard <laughs> oh right memories well, so- back <laughs> yeah yeah and you know then so when there's this um juxtaposition i grew up in san francisco and it was the heyday of the hate ashbury and the the hippies were coming up and it's like oh so i felt like there was this you know a possibility of a freedom that i wasn't i wasn't going to get to experience in this family um yeah so that was but there was that wow there's there's something else beyond literally this this prison that we lived in. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh-huh. Do you think that 
there I, I have an image here of the circumstances and the context of Haight-Ashbury in San Francisco during the, that time period where there was a lot of, yeah, uh, living outside of the mold. Do you feel like that you came in or that we come in with a, a spirit, a wild spirit, or talk a little bit about that, you know, the inner and the outer? Yeah, I, I, I actually do. I think that um, there is, there's always been this part of me that, well, even loving to do show and tell prior to that experience, you know, wanting to be enthusiastic and joyful and free. I just uh-huh. had, uh-huh. Um, I think I had that experience of just wanting that and then having it shut down. And again, just, you know, as I got older and moved out and did a few, well, I stayed a good girl for a really long time anyway. And I still am, you know, it's, it really is that one part good girl. And, and there's that sense of freedom, you know, mm-hmm. that that's, that's what I want. And the lusciousness, mm-hmm. that lusciousness is just, mm, just a big part of, I think, who the divine made me. You know, it's like you have all these parts and some are compliant and mm, devout and some are just like, oh, let me, let me experience life. For somebody who's not watching and they're only listening, Kamala just threw her arms up into the air and just had this wonderful, expansive smile. And just it was, I would say it's an image of joy. Yes. Yes. There's a, a way in which I think that this, you know, when you said wild spirit and then we kind of said, well, what San Francisco looked like, which was, yeah, on the margins of, or, you know, like sometimes really wild. But I loved what you just said that it it doesn't necessarily, wild doesn't mean wild crazy. Wild means joyous and expressive. And the way you did your arms just uh, open, you know, that the, yeah. y- you know, the enthusiasm and the, and the energy of life force is what I feel uh, is what, I just felt around what wild means, natural, naturally wild spirit that we all have. And I'm yes. just feeling a little right now, I guess, a little sad about people who get trapped in good and um, in in looking good and being good. And but something else, just one more thing you said that it what i got also is that there's layers there's that external what looks good in the mold but inside you know in this spirit that you're talking about goodness is there inside mm. of us right it's a different kind yeah, of yes. good yes <laughs> yeah and it's i'm thinking i don't know how to express it but it's it's definitely I think maybe the word is holy, but that's not it, you know, but maybe it's indescribable. Uh-huh. This sense of, I don't know, rightness, goodness. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Darn, I want to find the word. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's not coming. But yeah. no, there's yeah. a sense, there's a sense of, yeah, we could do all sorts of words, but I like the, yeah, 
you, you know, they talk about Eskimos having all sorts of words for snow. It feels like mm-hmm. we've got to have more words for good. Yeah. <laughs> the good within the, the purity of goodness. And uh, I don't know. Yeah. It, it's kind you of, know, you, you use the word um, or term life force, okay. and that rings so much for me because it is that. And that's part of the good, too. It's like the, mm-hmm. uh, the creation, how we're created to be and accessing all of it, you know, that mm, yeah. yumminess, lusciousness. Yeah. You know, maybe we should write this book together. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I'm getting all sorts of sorts of ideas. Well, speaking of moving towards a deeper kind of goodness in within you, how you know, how did you make that transformation or that transition? What were some of those parts of your journey? Yeah, I um I had been working for you know in corporate America and at some point, I think it was it was right after my mother had passed away, um, and I just felt like there's, you know, she died young. She was youngish, sixty eight when she died, and um, it's like I saw the suffering and the unhappiness in her life, and I knew that what I was doing was not not for me really. Um, so I decided I sort of took a leap and started my own um, coaching business. And I realized, you know, if you're going to be this quiet, you you know that you're not going to have much success with this. So I started doing Toastmasters and that was good. It got me a little bit out of my shell. Um, But one of the coaches that I was working with said, well, have you ever heard of speaking circles? I was like, no, but it sounded interesting. Um, So I drove over. to, I, I guess it was Mill Valley at the time. Mm-hmm. And I did my first speaking circle with Lee and with you. Mm-hmm. And um, I think I shared this with you before that the first day I met you, there was, I just felt this mm-hmm. uh, Ooh, yeah. connection. I mean, I, um, you were, you were probably wearing a color that made your eyes just like pop, <laughs> but it was like, this is a woman who gets me. Mm. And I think I I think that's that's what I so long for mm-hmm. is to be gotten, you know, seen and appreciated. Mm. And um I think you and Lee, but mostly you <laughs> really gave me the permission to take a deep breath and before I spoke, you know, just what's really here. And that that set me free, you know. Um, so I credit you, Doreen, and and speaking circles, but definitely you were a huge part of that for me. Yeah, yeah. good. Yeah. And then all the work that we've done. I mean, we've done several things, and you've mentored me. Um, and I think it's just like you had mentioned earlier. It's like layers and layers. Each time I'm with you or connect with you, there's a an extra veil that gets lifted. Yeah. Ooh, wow! Yeah. <laughs> so here we're continuing to do it. 
Oh, wonderful. Well, the veils, all the veils, many of them, I know my own uh, moving, dropping them and going into the unknown. And well, so what else is inside of me that's strong and beautiful and vibrant? Yes. Yes. And I feel that that in your journey, I've seen that in you, the strength and vibrance of uh, your essence. Mm. And speaking, that's, you know, today we're talking about voice. So could you say a little bit more about the voice that comes from your essence and whatever we both know that when the invitation is there, you step into it and explore out loud. It isn't yeah. just a, a made-up script here. We're we're dancing in the moment. Yeah. I um one of the first first things I heard in speaking circles is getting up in um in front of the the group and taking a, a breath and being for me that gave me the opportunity to get out of my head and listen more deeply to what my heart had to say. Um, Connecting with something that I had not, not that I hadn't listened to, but that I maybe pushed aside um, because it was like more important (laughs) to get the, the answers right or the speech right and not get clicked when I said, oh, you know, um, um, but really being able to um, connect with that, that life force and the voice that came from that, um, being able to listen to my, listen to myself, you know, Maybe it's the heart. Maybe my knee has something to say today. Or, gee, you know, oh, my my teeth are clenched. What's my body saying to me? And really being able to pay more attention and speak, speak it, you know, have. Um, and I, there was something that Lee had said at one point about dare to be boring. <laughs> I, Absolutely love that because you know. So this stone is is important to me. It's smooth. It's beautiful, and you know maybe someone else won't think it's important. But in the moment, wow, that's I'm just getting chills. Um, this is important to me right now. This is this is part of what I want to share or express. The delight in something that's you know just on my desk you know, but the delight and just being able to give voice to that. I, I feel like I'm babbling a little bit during, but I just like being with you, I get to be bubbly and not, not care quite so much what other people think, you know, because right. that's not good girl. You know, this is, this is <laughs> enthusiasm and, and wild heart, you know? Uh-huh. Oh yeah. Good wild heart. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I love you. (laughs) I love you. So this is wonderful. I think people get a really good, uh, I was going to say taste, (laughs) because we're talking about luscious, but a really good sense of you, your spirit. What, a couple things, how do they find you and what do you offer? Um, They can find me at kamalamurphy.com. 
Um, Kamala Murphy. Murphy is M-U-R-P-H-E-Y. So that E is very important for emotion, enthusiasm. Um, And I have a series of videos that I've done that I'd love to share. It's about um, the poetry of the mystics. So Rumi and Meister Eckhart, and it's their videos and um, meditations. And we're just allowing people to drop into our hearts a little bit more. And I'd love to share that. And that's at kamalamurphy.com forward slash mystics. I'm going to go find that. I didn't know it was available. That's yeah. that's going to be first on my list today. I can't wait. Cool. Oh, well, we're coming to the end and we might as well give you one more, you know, minute with Kamala. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, joy. I am experiencing such joy. Mm. And gratitude. Mm. And that's mm. what you, um, your spirit today, I feel, reaches out on these sound waves, or if people are watching you, they really get it. Because <laughs> your <laughs> face does express joy and gratitude. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Big hugs to you and to all your listeners. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's sweet. Thank you. Hey, listeners, you just got a big hug. A big hug. And with some sparkles in there. (laughs) Yes, sparkles. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being with us today for this episode of Find Your Voice, Change Your Life. Each person during interviews shares what has helped them find their voice. You can learn from these guests and find your voice so you can be confident to speak up and speak out. And remember to download Doreen's free seven-step guide to fearless speaking at Doreen7steps.com. We hope you enjoyed the show and we'll return next time. Until then, goodbye for now.